Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Our money, VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Of course, Jared Smith here, Dustin Sweetelson here. I'm here. I'm Patrick Maher. And so is Josh Applebaum, my buddy. VSIN betting analyst, author, the Everything Guide to Sports Betting. Also, check out the podcast, Double Dose, early morning, 15 <laughs> minutes. You got time? Morning bets and then market insights in the afternoon at Josh underscore insights. Newly married, newlywed. Hi, Josh. How are you? I'm doing great, Patrick, Jared, Dustin. Great to be with you. And I always like to start our segments by letting people know what we talk about before we get ready, Patrick. So today's topic was now that you're married, has life changed? And my answer was it hasn't really changed that much. I got a ring now. Uh, and I was actually, we were watching the Seinfeld episode last night where uh, George puts on a ring. Cause he hears that women like guys who have a wedding ring on. <laughs> so he, he tried it out. And he goes to this party and all these girls are falling for him. And then he's like, uh, he's like, no, I'm actually just kidding. I'm not married. And he, he, he can't get anyone not to go out with him. So <laughs> to answer your question, Patrick, you know, it's going so far so good. I'm pretty happy. Well, let's, we let's <laughs> do this. Uh, Dustin asked you the secret to happiness in a relationship. You gave an answer. I thought it was a very good answer. Let's see if Dustin was actually paying attention. Dustin, what was the answer? <laughs> that, uh, Women will annoy me less <laughs> if I find the right one. And I, I can tell you that um, they're all really annoying. <laughs> it did season. Remember that if a game ends in a tie and we have seen a few ties so far, the spread and the total, they'll, they'll uh, grade those bets. Most sports books will, but they will refund you on a tie. So whether you win it in a good way or a bad way, to me, it's just another way to protect yourself a little bit. But in terms of this matchup here today, guys, this is an info-based bet. It's a data-driven bet. Now, if you look at the way this line has moved, all the steam, my favorite word here, where's Michael Lombardi? He'll put on his earmuffs right now. Uh, but we've seen movement toward Pittsburgh. They opened as low as minus two and a half, minus three and a half. Now, when I bet them earlier this morning on morning bets, they were at minus four and a half. So it really jumped out to me that you had consistent movement overnight, early morning, and now further into the afternoon on Pittsburgh. And what I like about Pittsburgh, a few different things, not just the 
steam in their direction, uh, but also the bet split. Now, if you look at our VEASAN.com bet splits, guys, it's relatively 50-50, only a slight majority of bets here on Pittsburgh. And when I, I like to kind of, you know, kind of signify moves in different ways, it could be a reverse line move, a steam move, a line freeze. But to me, this is kind of a 50-50 move where in a vacuum, theoretically, if the tickets are relatively even, the odds makers have no reason to adjust the number. They have action relatively even both sides. But remember, percentage of bets in dollars are different. The ticket count might be relatively split, but a lot of big money here is on Pittsburgh. They're getting 74% of the dollars. We've seen this move in their favor. And really, guys, it's not just a, uh, a steam and a system-based play, but I'm banking on Mike Tomlin. Now, Patrick, you and I go back a long way. Remember Mike Tomlin as a dog? Anytime in the regular season, he had one of the best dog records. Really yes, motivational sir. guy gets his team going. But he's also kind of a hidden gem here when it comes to the preseason straight up. Tomlin in the preseason is 30, 39 and 24 straight up 62%. If he's a favorite, he's 25 and 10 straight up 71%. So that's the spot he's in here tonight. I'm going to bank on the depth of uh, especially the quarterbacks here. And you're expected to see a lot of starters play uh, for Tomlin in Pittsburgh tonight. Whereas you're looking at, looking at Atlanta, a lot of these guys are going to sit. So that's a big part of this movement uh, toward Pittsburgh, but also the depth chart, Kenny Pickett, Trubisky, Rudolph, I mean, again, these aren't the greatest quarterbacks in the league, but these are all veteran guys who've been putting up quite a few, uh, you know, really good numbers here in the preseason. Pittsburgh scored 27 points in both of their games. Pittsburgh playing their guys, Atlanta sitting their guys. I'm going Pittsburgh on the money line here today. Got a minus 200 earlier. It's pricey now. You're looking at around minus 230, but I'm betting on Pittsburgh just to win this thing tonight. Josh, I know football season has arrived when I utter these four words. Public dogs have fleas. It seems as though. <laughs> I like that. Um, oh, that's one of my favorite. I actually think Sean Green, who's going to come uh, hang out in about an hour or so, is is a champion of that line as well. Um, it, it seems like this Eagles game is is kind of down that road here with the line moving towards Indy, despite the fact that uh, a lot of, as you would expect, public handle, a lot of narrative against Indianapolis this week with the Jonathan Taylor trade. And of course the Eagles, the defending NFC champs, you would imagine will be a very uh, trendy dog. Anytime they have a plus price next to their name, even though it is just the preseason. Yeah. Great setup by you, Jared. So whether it's trendy dogs have fleas or popular dogs yeah. or pay the trendy dog, whatever you want to call it. I think the theory behind it is really sound. Now take a step back. You know, if you look at betting the NFL and really leaning on a lot of dogs and unders because it's the most heavily bet sport, most public sport, public loves favorites, public loves over. So just taking a dog and under approach to most of your bets has been really profitable here going on more than a decade now at this point, but we like the gross dogs, Jared, the, you know, the ones at the shelter <laughs> that no one wants to pick up that everyone's the kind rescues. of uh, passing over the rescues. Yeah, exactly. The rescues. When they become popular though. And then the public loves on them because again, public has this bias toward favorites that when they love a dog, that's like that pure, pure public bias that I want to go against. So then they become trendy and we want to bet against them. So that's the spot that you're in tonight with the Colts. Uh, you mentioned it, Jared, but Philly is getting nearly 80% of bets tonight. And this is your, your prime time, eight o'clock game. You go into any sports bar or, you know, uh, across America tonight, everyone's got a Jalen hurts Jersey. They're taking the points here with the Eagles, but what's the market doing? It's moving toward the Colts. The Colts actually open you know, minus two and a half, minus three and a half. Now they're up to minus four and a half. I see one book, maybe even going to minus five. So if nearly 80% of bets are on the Eagles and the public wants the points, why is the line going further to the Colts? You know, why are the odds makers now handing out even more points here to the public to sweat the Eagles? It tells me that they're not concerned about the average Joe bets on Philly tonight. They're really more concerned about smart money here going with the Colts. Uh, Colts only getting upwards of 20% bets, but nearly half the money. So another good pro and Joe bet split here. And then also we talked about Mike Tomlin a second ago, a coach you want to get behind in the preseason. Sirianni is a guy who 
uh, fully admit his, you know, first press conference, he seemed kind of a, just a, you know, a Harry Hardo or like a high school coach, like just, we're going to get him. I was like, this guy's not going to last Patrick. Remember he put the, uh, you know, the Sharpies in his visor. I'm like, this isn't going to work, but Sirianni's a really good coach, but a good coach in the regular season. When it comes to preseason, his approaches really doesn't care about the results too much. He's just one five and two straight up. That's only a 17% win rate. And historically in the final game uh, of the preseason, he typically sits his guys. So if he's not going to play a lot of his starters, if it means more to the Colts, which it probably does with Shane Steichen taking over a new program, wanting to set a foundation here, this game is much more meaningful to Indy than it is Philly. Again, Sirianni doesn't do well preseason. We got the line going to the Colts. So this is another money line play guys. I just try to chip away. I know these prices are a little bit high, but chip away at some winners in the preseason. Give me the Colts to win this game around minus 200. Didn't Sirianni do rock, paper, scissor with the first meetings with his players, right? That was a thing. Too, Sounds right? familiar. <laughs> yeah. 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 He struggled in that presser. That was, he froze and public speaking ain't easy. I felt bad for the dude, but that was better than the Adam Gase. Watch. That's for sure. That's yeah, argue, yeah, the, the crazy eyes. Yeah. The worst press conference introduction in the history of the My NFL. man chugged pre-workout and went in and said, <laughs> welcome to York. Like that was wild dude. Tell your eyes to chill. Um, storm fever WNBA tonight, Josh on the way out. Yeah. So Patrick, you know about this, about me, Jared, Dustin, you may not know I'm a closet WNBA guy. Nice. I love to bet the WNBA. And I think the the theory is if you're a data driven guy like me, who tries to, you know, put my bias to the side, go off what the market is telling me, it doesn't matter what sport it could be. You know, we could be betting little league world series, Nathan's hot dog eating contest, WNBA, as long as you get accurate, reliable data and you can kind of kind of break that data down and look for sharp money, then it doesn't matter the sport. So uh, to me, the spot here tonight, Patrick would be playing the fever, Indiana fever on the money line. They're on minus minus one sixty five, minus one seventy. The angle here also with WNBA is that there's really no public who really bets WNBA. So these line moves are even more pure respected money coming in from Daniel Alvari and, you know, people who know the sport and cap the sport and really have an edge. So line moves are important to me. And that's what we're seeing here with the fever tonight. Now the fever opened minus two and a half at home against the storm. They've been bet up here to minus four, minus four and a half at some shops. So good movement in their direction. Looking at the betting splits, they're only getting 53% of bets, but 87% of the money. So again, huge discrepancy there, bets and dollars. There's also a rest advantage with the fever. They last played on Sunday versus Tuesday for the storm. These are both bad teams. Storms 10 and 23 fevers, nine and 24, but I'm also banking on the offense here. Uh, if you look at the fever, their number five offensive efficiency in the WNBA, the storm are 12th. There's only 12 teams. So that's the last uh, in the league. And then also field goal percentage, 44% versus 41%. So so again, don't dismiss sports that maybe aren't as popular. They'll grade out and cash a bet just like any other play on the chiefs or Alabama would. And I like this spot here toward the fever at home. Good, sharp steam, good bet split. Give me the fever around minus 170 on the money line. Love it. I've had a nickel for every time I bet on a sport that I don't really watch that much. Probably have a lot more nickels than I do in my pocket right now. <laughs> Josh, a lot of dog talk during your segment. Just have a minute here without mentioning that Meadow Applebaum, your dog, Labrador, made it into the wedding photos, Aww. which I was happy to see. I appreciate that, Patrick. So, yeah, we debated what to do with Meadow, and I want her in these photos forever. So, we actually, there's this uh, company called uh, Pups for Paws or something, where this is a brilliant business model, Patrick. You and I should have gone on Shark Tank to pitch this years ago. Anytime you get, you get married, you pay them 500 bucks. They pick up your dog at your house. 
They drive them to the venue. They'll do a sniff test to make sure they're like, you know, comfortable with the situation. And then once you get drinking and the party starts, they bring them back, back home to your house, put them in the crate. So Meadow, uh, <laughs> she, she was treated like royalty that day, Patrick. It was a good time. Beautiful. Josh, great job. Thank you very much for joining. As always, we appreciate you. Josh Applebaum, Morning Bets and Market Insights, the podcast. Make sure you go check them out, vcin.com. Check out the book, too, The Everything Guide to Sports Betting, at Josh underscore insights. Later, Applebaum, when we come back, three-point stance, NFL News. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Check out the betting splits, vsin.com, money and bets for every game, updated every 10 minutes straight from DraftKings, today's games, and also future events as well. Such an important arsenal. It's, it needs to be a part of your arsenal, I should say. Uh, vsin.com, the betting splits, again, you're going to use them throughout the football season. Make sure you check them out, vsin.com. Jared Smith, I'm Patrick Maher. Of course, Dustin Sweetelson, we welcome you back and to get the three-point stance in just a bit. But the boys were telling me they're going to get loose as a goose tomorrow. Ooh, baby. I, I, I wasn't invited. However, I Come do to Vegas. hope you two have a good time. We're hang out um, circuit tomorrow what night. Is, what is the plan, Dustin Sweetelson, for you and Jared tomorrow? 
Uh, my general rule when it comes to going out in this town is I don't do plans. I Agreed. show up at a place, yeah. and I let Vegas tell me where the night should take me. 100%. Let the market decide where the evening goes. But, yeah, a lot of people are in Fo- town. Definitely for- following the movement, if you know what I mean. <laughs> a lot of people are in town this week for um, Circa's kickoff weekend. They're, ha- they're actually having a, a panel with Mike Palm. I think it's Saturday? I think Samich is on that. Samich is on it, too. Um, I will be working here on Saturday, so I will not be able to attend. But Friday night, um, you know, a lot of gatherings. You know, a couple weeks ago, they had Bet Bash. They had some cool uh, Circa little hangout spots there, you know, little bars and rolling some dice as well. So, yeah, just let the night take us where it goes. So they've got a football panel. We should give them a quick pop. So Samich and Palm and the whole crew I over at Circa Eric put Eager together a is also panel tomorrow. in it too. Yeah, it's er- a Saturday. It's on Saturday I'll afternoon. I'll find the info. Yeah, and you know they're doing. You know they're promoting the signups for the contest, and they're doing. I don't know what the radio row thing they're doing this week, but I saw a lot of my oh, media Wes colleagues. Wes is doing it too. Nice. Yeah. So Veasan's very well re- uh, well represented on that panel on Saturday. I think Sean King did it last year. And oh yeah, I went to that. I don't, that's the night. Like, Evan, if you're listening, Evan, uh, a big better at Circa, wired in a lot of money, and we helped him. Me, Adam Chernoff, and Mitch Moss from Follow the Money helped Evan, our buddy, win a lot of money that day, and he literally cut us off each five grand for helping him win the bet. What? <laughs> On the spot? Yeah. He I mean, won well, three, that he sounds won, like a good day won, for he you. He won like 380000 that night. Oh, wow. Wow. I mean, can he we replicate that tomorrow night? Maybe? Up? <laughs> What's With that? Three, he, may I ask? He, he gave the three of you each five grand? Yeah, for helping him win. It's wild. It, and the, the bet was, the bet was, it was week zero. There was no other games happening. It was Saturday. And yeah. if Vanderbilt, Hawaii, Vanderbilt was up like <laughs> 21 nothing at the half. He goes, what's our play? He goes, if we win, you each get a cut. And we were just like, I think it's still Vandy second half minus like eight or ten or something. He he dropped three hundred grand on that. And well, yeah. And then I think <laughs> we uh, I think Vandy went up and scored thirty seven consecutive points in the second half. Yeah, they didn't allow him. any points, so it wasn't even a sweat. We were just waiting for the game to end to collect our money. It's amazing. That money disappeared Good for very you. Fast. <laughs> All right, stop by Circa. Always something going on. You might even see Bill AD, who is, I, I feel like our boss is the dude you've probably done the most with in Vegas, big guy. Oftentimes with AD, it starts in the Legacy Club, then it ends up at some shade. It just, it gets, it gets deep, no? Well, he shamed me one night because I took a date for hot dogs at the D and then to <laughs> Legacy Club for drinks. And he was like, how about you just go somewhere nice for dinner and don't come here? Like, Hot dogs and then Legacy Club is a weird mixture. Well, they're conies, right? That's like what they're known for, right? Yeah, it's a quality hot dog, all beef. But still, the point, I would say, is valid. It's a valid point. It depends on how much you liked her, I guess. Well, no, it was a lot easier to, to, you know, make that work when Bill was buying our drinks at Legacy Club. That's why I went to Legacy Club. (laughs) The truth is real. Was she impressed? Do you remember? Was she impressed by the hot dog dinner? Uh, she was impressed with the hot dog dinner after Legacy Club. I, dude, if, dude, I knew you were gonna. I knew the second I mean, you that well, came out of your mouth, I knew you, that's you, where you saw it was that coming. I mean, go. it was like, literally the size of the sun <laughs> on the horizon. Like, if you didn't see that coming, you're not awake. Okay, all right, let's get to it. Uh, three point stance, NFL news. It, 
we should probably start big guy, Isaiah Simmons, seventh rounder, Arizona, just dumping players left and right. Looking to tank four and a half. the win total on the Cardinals over at DraftKings. Uh, this is kind of a jack of all trades. You can do a lot with a player like this. They had moved him from linebacker to safety. What Wink Martindale does with him in that Giants defense will be fascinating. Yeah, I mean, he's ridiculously athletic. He was defending the slot at times in college. Like he was all over the field for Clemson. So yeah, he he's going to be a Swiss army knife for that defense. And look, it helps them in a, in a couple of ways. They just need to get more athletic, but they desperately need a middle linebacker. The last like really good middle linebacker. The giants had was Antonio Pierce. Like that's a ways back. That was a Super Bowl team, right? Yes. So that is an issue for the Giants. Has always been ever since he left, has been middle linebacker. If he can fit that role, Isaiah Simmons, with his athleticism, he makes a lot of sense. It's kind of like the future of the position. Mm. A little bit smaller, but a lot faster than the traditional linebacker. Yeah, McKinney there at strong safety, and then you know they brought back Okariki. I I I think the defense, it, it's all about placement with Simmons because the numbers that I'm looking at, a lot of the grades, the pro football focus grades for him in those, you know, two and a half years, I guess, in Arizona were very underwhelming. And I think the talent is certainly higher than where he was graded. So uh, you could argue that's coaching. You could argue that's just the adjustment. And then I think also a positionless player probably struggles a new player in the league. Like it's one thing if you're a veteran and you understand a lot of the NF, what it's like to be a, you know, an NFL defender. He was just learning how to be in the NFL while also learning multiple positions for a team and a franchise that has just been completely uh, trending down. I, I think the vibe and you would hope Wink Martindale's, you know, savviness with scheme, you get a lot more out of him. I think with the giants. Yeah, I think he said it. I think timing and placement, he it was placed with an organization. Cliff Kingsbury was a disaster. It was kind of in transition. Uh, I think he was with an organization that didn't ultimately know how to utilize him. I think the Giants will do that. I think it's a listen, it's a seventh rounder. It's nothing. They took a shot. Pennies. Why absolutely nothing to take a shot on a guy top that five could pick. be a difference maker. <laughs> yeah, top absolutely. five pick three yeah. years ago. Well, just a ridiculous college player. I can't understand, and I know he's slight, but I can't understand why the productivity would drop that much. I put it on the Cardinals. We shall see. What else is going on, big guy? Uh, just a quick layout of things happening on the uh, Jonathan Taylor front at the moment. So uh, the report from Stephen Holder of ESPN was that uh, he has until next Tuesday to find a suitable trade partner. Holder in his report listed the Dolphins as a team to watch. Dolphins beat writer Omar Kelly said the team should, quote, apply a full-court press in acquiring Taylor. Then there were other reports saying that Philadelphia was in the mix in trading for Taylor. And then this morning, NFL Network's Cameron Wolf, who kind of covers the Miami area, said the Dolphins have interest in acquiring an elite running back, but it's only up to a certain price. So they're not going to overpay for what they deem to be a good running back, but they also have a stable that they're willing to work with there in South Beach. I don't know how the Eagles make that work. It's not Swift, worth it to them. Penny, Gainwell, and Boston Scott, who has like 78 career rushing touchdowns against the Giants. Like, it, I, I don't know where he fits into that. The Dolphins make sense. Dalvin Cook was rumored to go there. I think Dalvin Cook to the Jets makes more sense. I think Jonathan Taylor in Miami is the perfect fit, but clearly prices the sticking point and it should be when you're dealing with someone who clearly wants a uh, King's ransom in return. 
100%. What else is going on? All right, so Kyle Shanahan was doing his media rounds yesterday, said uh, he wants Trey Lance, first of all, to play in the 49ers season finale. After being named quarterback three, Sam Darnold will be the backup to uh, Brock Purdy. Uh, Shanahan suggested, though, that the team will do whatever Trey Lance wants in terms of dealing him to maybe another team. And then John Oof. Lynch went on the radio this morning and said the most likely option is that Trey Lance is here. My question to both of you, Kyle Shanahan once tried to win the NFC East with John Beck and Rex Grossman as his quarterbacks. The fact that he can't even get Trey Lance on the field, what does that say about him? I think he's a bit of a – I think Shanahan's a – bit of a mercurial guy. I think yeah. he's a red ass. I think if we believe in, I, I won't say who Mr. Lombardi had a lot of information on this when I was working with him. And I believe Lynch was obviously we've all heard it now was very much pro. Um, and Shanahan wasn't necessarily pro. I think Shanahan's very stubborn. Once he said his mind that Lance wasn't going to be the guy he moved on. It, it's almost like a, you know what it is, Jared? It's when McVay got Mayfield and they beat the Raiders. Yeah. I was there. McVay was essentially puppeteering Mayfield. I think the puppeteering nature of Purdy and Shanahan is exactly what Shanahan likes. And and I'll be honest, their roster is not a roster where you need someone like Patrick Mahomes. Like, the Chiefs receivers don't operate at that efficiency level without Patrick Mahomes. If you put Patrick Mahomes on the Niners with those weapons – and that defense, so my point being, I don't think that is a necessary evil for the San Francisco 49ers to have a successful season. They just need Brock Purdy not to throw away the farm. Someone will take a, sh a chance on Lance. I mean, he's Absolutely. just a kid with a fr ridiculous upside. Yeah. It's not going to work out with Shanahan. Somebody will take a, sh a shot. It'll be interesting to see who. Okay, great stuff. Three-point stance. When we return, a good friend of mine does a great job covering the Lions. Matt Derry joins Sharp Money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You'll also get unlimited access to the VEASAN.com slash picks page. So what is this? This is where we kind of list our top experts. Who's hot? You can tail them. Who's not? You can fade them. For VEASAN Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, 24-7 video access. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Sign up for 19 bucks. Now that's going to get you a month. I promise you, you're going to want to extend. Just go 199 bucks for the full year through the Super Bowl. VSIN.com slash subscribe. Jared Smith, Dustin Sweetelson. This is Sharp Money. I'm Patrick Maher. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Cornbread. All right. So let me do this quickly. Matt Derry, Locked On Lions podcast host at Derry Speaks on Twitter. I always start the conversation like this. Whatever this career has turned into, and mostly it's been a disaster, I owe it all in part to this guy that's going to join us now. His name is Matt Derry. Uh, 99, circa 99, 2000, Detroit, Michigan, downtown, WDFN with the stick. Matt Derry was there, and he was my mentor, and I'm always thrilled to reconnect. We say hi to the diesel, Matt Derry. Hi, diesel. P. Diddy, a couple shout-outs before we begin. Uh, the best in the business, Albert Dales, says to say hello back here in Detroit. And also the Royal Royal Coney Express. That was your jam back in Madison Heights back in the day. I know you miss those Coney dogs, but it's great to uh, talk to you, Dustin, Jared, the whole crew. And uh, 
Talk some lions, man. Can you believe this? No, I'm, I'm thrilled to see you. Glad the family's healthy and good. Let's discuss because it's frustrating when you see, you know, shout to our girl, Kay Adams and you, she, and you see the NFL network peeps D riding to put it nicely, this lions wow. team coming into the year. I mean, let's be fair. I, like, do you want to start with the history? Maybe we could start there. So full disclosure before we kind of delve why, why into this year. Why are you pressing but, that button? Because we have to. Now I will, I will start here. Matt Derry is a Cleveland guy. That's now been in Detroit for 25, 28 years. So he is mm-hmm. w- through and through Honolulu blue and silver. But why don't we set this up? Why it's such an anomaly that the lions are being jocked heading into a season. When we're talking about a franchise that's won one playoff game since 1957, the floor is yours, Derry. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll say this fellas and Patrick knows it. I mean, you're right. The prime example was the second day of training camp when Chauncey Gardner Johnson, their big free agent signee. And really uh, it was a coup to get him goes down, holding his leg and has to be carted off. And you're thinking, Oh my gosh, and Patrick knows this term, it's SOL again. It's same old Lions. They're just going to, you know, something's going to happen like that. Turned out it was a minor injury. He's been back in the field, and he's been fantastic. But, yes, the history is not on their side. And for the first time, and Patrick, I wish you'd come home uh, and, and, and feel this, for the first time and who knows how long. Yes, they've had playoff teams. Jim Schwartz had playoff teams. Bobby Ross had playoff teams. Your boy, Wayne Fonts had playoff teams. Jim Caldwell took teams to the playoffs, but the feeling in this city right now about this particular team and the fact of the matter is, and I, I watch your show, the NFC is bad. The lions have a chance here to win 10, 11 games and maybe win a playoff game. And the fans believe here, many of the experts believe this is the best team in the NFC North. And I I happen to agree. I'm not saying they're world beaters, but look at the competition. I think this is their year to do it. Yeah, I think okay. there's no question. Oh, Can sorry. I ask you a question, yeah, Jared, yeah. Oh, before, before you get into your analysis of this year's team? Because we're, I'm, we're so close to it, Matt and I, that we don't really have a gauge. As somebody <laughs> that grew up in New York, can you give us your perception growing up of the Detroit Lions? I'd love to hear it. Not great. I mean, and, and, and I grew up in a time when I was just getting into football, my formative years, let's call it the mid to late 90s, uh, there were some good Lions teams, right? I remember the Herman Moore years, very good offenses. And of course, I was a little young for Barry Sanders, um, but I caught the back end of that. But that's where I kind of, you know, gravitate the analysis towards. I have no debate at all that this offense is going to be legit. I love Ben Johnson. The offensive line might be one of the best in football. Say what you want about Jared Goff. He could be a punchline sometimes, but I think the synergy with him and Ben Johnson and the weapons that they have, I love what they did in the draft with Jameer Gibbs. I think that's kind of a missing piece, kind of the cherry on top to what should be a very productive offense. The questions are all on the other side of the ball. Aaron Glenn now the defensive coordinator, and growing up in New York as a Jets fan, watching Aaron Glenn get toasted in man coverage uh, schemes throughout my childhood, he's taken that kind of boomer bust mentality to the Lions. They play a ton of man coverage, and they're not a great secondary. Well, they've tried to address that. You mentioned Gardner Johnson. They also brought in Cam yeah. Sutton. So I mm-hmm. think... I think the secondary will be better this year. I like what I saw up front last year, especially from Hutchinson. I think they've got some pieces that can contend. The question is, can this secondary hold up in what you're right is a bad NFC and a, I would say weaker NFC North, but it's all on the defensive side of the ball for me, Matt. Uh, I I think Jerry brings up some good points. Uh, The secondary is much improved. And I want you guys to circle a name and that's Brian branch 
who the Lions traded up to get at number 45 in the second round. He has been fantastic. Now, again, it's training camp in the preseason. How many times, and Patrick knows this, dating back to Kez McCorvey and Miles Masick mm. and Johnny Johnson, <laughs> all these stars, mm. all these stars from the preseason that never amounted to anything in that Honolulu blue and silver. But Brian Branch is real. He's he's really good. You throw Chauncey Gardner-Johnson in the mix. You mentioned Cam Sutton, uh, Tracy Walker, and Kirby Joseph. There is some depth in that secondary, both the corner and second and safety spots. To me, Aiden Hutchinson has to take that next step, get to the quarterback even more. They've got some nice pieces on the edge, James Houston, Charles Harris, Romeo Quara. So the defense is going to be better. It, it was really bad the first seven, eight weeks last year, so much so that, as I like to call him, future head coach Aaron Glenn uh, <laughs> was on the hot seat. And then they improved. They won eight of their last 10. And they really got after, if you guys remember, in week 18, they got after Aaron Rodgers and won that game with their defense. So um, that 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 is an improvement there. I'm a little worried about the kicking game, especially at, at place kicker. No problem with Jack Fox, their punter. We'll see about that. And as Jared said, their offense is really, really good. The question is, uh, will the Gibbs and Montgomery duo be better than what Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift gave them last year? And I think I think they can end up doing that. Locked on Lions is the podcast. Matt Derry is the host. We're talking the Lions, of course, with Matt. Okay, well, we buried the lead. Let's talk about the head coach. You're you're a good judge of character. You're a good judge of human. Let's talk Dan Campbell, who's become like a cult figure. In game, he's a freaking disaster. We can start there, no? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. And Patrick, you're not wrong, especially in the first half of last year. That Minnesota game on the road. You have an injured Oof. kicker in Austin Seibert, and you like to kick a 49-yard field goal after you had gone for it on fourth down all game. And then that led to a short field for Cousins, and Minnesota wins that game. And it probably kept the Lions out of the playoffs last year, that bad loss, which Campbell at least afterwards admitted, I messed up. Uh, as the season wore on, some very good play calls. He gets a lot of help from Ben Johnson, his OC. His defensive coordinator is good, like you said, with Aaron Glenn, I think is better. And he's got a good special teams coordinator. He's got a good staff around him, Patrick. So that helps. The question I think you bring up is very valid in these tight games. Week one, Lions Chiefs, primetime, Thursday night in front of everybody. Is he going to do the Dan Campbell fourth and four gamble at his own 30, give Mahomes a short field if it doesn't work? And then are we all going to be questioning it on Friday morning? That's the question. We, we, we know what he's done for the culture, the locker room, the city. He is the most popular sports figure probably in Detroit right now. Question is, you're right. Those decisions late in games, those fourth down calls, is he a gambler where it comes back to bite him or, or is it smart and concise and precise and, and, and they get the job done. Has he been anti analytics with a lot of those decisions? Cause a lot of these coaches these days, they have either someone in the booth or someone near them that has basically a list of plus EV moments to go and not go and all of those decisions based off of the outcome of the game. I see the, uh, the uh, probabilities pop up on some social media feeds throughout the course of an NFL Sunday. Oh, they should have went here. They should have punted, et cetera. It is, it, he seems like an old school guy. You, you, you know him a little bit better. The analytics based decision-making process. That's just not something he's interested in. No, I think it's a mix of both. I mean, when, when you think about analytics in the NFL, I always kind of refer to my guy, Cleve T.A., yeah. who I think does a great job with it. And uh, uh, I know T.A. loves when Dan Campbell does go for those fourth downs on the opposing team's 40 or 35 and not kicking those long field goals. And a lot of those worked last year, especially with the Ben Johnson play calls, the utilization of the tight end. 
remember that fourth down call in New York against your Jets when when uh, uh, Brock Tober, Brock Wright, roamed free for 70 yards. That was a great play call. But the question is, does he just go completely against the analytics on when he's in his own, you know, when he's in his own 2025 going for it on fourth and five with a short field? I think it's a mix. I, I don't think he's anti, and I don't think I do think there's some old school there too. But I do know that he listens to his his coaches and everybody upstairs. It's a collaborative effort with that staff, no matter what it is, analytics or not. Expectations are wild. Put it this way: when I go, I went home last month, and my stepfather, who worked at Ford, my own father, who worked at the post office, like these dudes treat Dan Campbell like he's Taylor Swift. <laughs> Like, I mean, like, they freaking ride for Dan Campbell. So it'll be interesting. The expectations are there. You mentioned pretty short plus 140 in division, nine and a half on the regular season win total. Conference 11 to 1, 22 to 1 as far as the Super Bowl. We're not done with Matt Derry. Locked on Lions is the podcast, it's the best on, in the business. We're coming back. Sharp money. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's full regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon. Melon Serum. This next generation serum has the power of Melon Leaf Stem Cell technology. It's Melon Leaf Stem Cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty System for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here.
This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Makes me happy to see Matt Derry more with him in a second, but quickly get rewarded for your first ever bet with G Bank Visa signature card. Unlike other credit cards, and this is an issue, they decline your sports betting transactions or treat them as a cash advance. G Bank signature card over at Visa can load directly your favorite sportsbook apps. You're going to earn 1% cash rewards on gaming and sports app loads and 2% on other purchases. G-Bank Visa is a card designed for gaming and sports fans everywhere and works with apps like DraftKings, BetMGM, Caesars. To learn more, go to g.bank slash That's g.bank slash To give you an idea, so back in the day, WDFN was uh, the big sports talk in Detroit, Michigan, and the Detroit Lions had become such a joke, and we kind of would joke about their futility. The midday show at one point, and I think it was, Matt Derry can correct me, I think it was James Stewart was being interviewed about the futility of the Lions, and at one point yeah. he said, it is what it is. Literally yes. that day, the biggest midday show in town flip their name of the show to it is what it is because of a Detroit lions running back quote, Matt Derry locked on lions podcast. That's a true story. Yes, it is John Belizean and Eric Pate. And you if you remember too, uh, James Stewart played in the last preseason game in Buffalo the next year with Mary Ucci. And I was like, why is James Stewart getting some minutes and next in a final preseason game, and he shreds his knee on the turf there at oh. Rich Stadium in Buffalo, and Mariucci just got raked over the coals for that decision. It was just a vintage, vintage Lions moment. Hmm. Well, Mariucci had a four-hour work week before it was popular because <laughs> Mary, my man was in college. He was pre, he was pretending like it was Cabo. He got five, he got five years, twenty-five million dollars, and was a disaster. If we're being fair, he was terrible. He was, and you know, he came from San Francisco. It was an unbelievable hire. Then that big press conference down at Ford Field, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, Steve Mariucci came here!" And obviously, had the Tom Izzo, Iron Mountain old bit that was there. Patrick remembers, <laughs> and then uh, it was an utter disaster. He was great in San Francisco, and it was not not a good scene here. Hit the siren. Okay, Ben Johnson and Jared Goff. There does seem to be like Goff can be a punching bag. But Johnson is brilliant. Can we start with the OC? The expectations for this offense are obviously sky high. Surprise pick of Jameer Gibbs. Give us your early return on the Alabama running back and also Ben Johnson. Well, I mean, we can start with 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 Gibbs. I, I was stunned when they took him at 12. I never thought in a million years you'd take a running back at 12 and a middle linebacker at 18. I didn't think this was 1987 again, but yet. <laughs> No, but I'll, I'll be serious. I was wrong about it because Jack Campbell has looked very good in the preseason and in training camp, and it's going to be a, a, a fixture. And I'm not going to call him the new Chris Spielman, but he's going to be similar. And then Gibbs is a home run hitter on an offense that a year ago was dink and dunk, didn't turn the ball over a lot, um, and, and golf was solid, especially in the play pass game. Now Gibbs is this guy. They're going to line up all over the field. He's a toy for Ben Johnson. Am I going to split him out wide on first down, put him in the backfield second round? put him in motion on third down, whatever it is. Uh, Gibbs is a lot of speed and is a home run hitter. And they basically drafted Jameer Gibbs and then shipped DeAndre Swift right out of town. Mm. So I liked it and I didn't like it at first, but I like it now as I've seen Gibbs and what he can do as far as Ben Johnson. I mean, Patrick, when was the last time the lions had a coordinator, other teams wanted <laughs> interviewed for head yep. coaching jobs in Indy and Carolina, and then took his name out of the running and said, I want to stay here. We have unfinished business. That's insane. That never happens in Detroit. So 
Staff is good. Johnson is real good with golf. Very, very creative, but also smart. And he's going to be a head coach next year if all goes well this year in Detroit. I just love how this offense is constructed. So they're spending the most on their offensive line, and it was fantastic last year. And I don't know if it can even be improved upon this year, but if it can, it's the same five guys, especially Decker and Sewell, those two bookend tackles, taking another step forward. Decker's been around a while, but I think it's going to be interesting to see Sewell, who is a, you know, a relatively young player, uh, and in the receiver group, I mean, man, when they are full strength, Jamison Williams, Marvin Jones, you got Amon Ra on the slot, Reynolds and Khalif Raymond also probably going to get some time. But the real question, of course, is that synergy with Jared Goff and, and just how it all looks. But I don't have any questions on the offensive side of the ball. The only question is, can they look better this year? Because that's the one thing about this Lions team. It's not how well they're going to perform. It's the number relative to where they're going to perform. They are now the hunted in a division that they have not been the hunted in in a long time. And that, I, I hope it doesn't change the dynamic, but sometimes teams tighten up when, you no, know, there's a little more on the line. You're expected to win games. So I think the overall vibe to me is just they need to continue to attack because the personnel is absolutely fantastic. Oh, personal, Jared, is very good. I think you bring up some great points, and, I, and I, I love the offensive line, too. I think the two question marks are depth at receiver with Jamison Williams out yeah. until week seven with that gambling suspension, uh, and then the depth along the offensive line. The starters, left to right with Decker, Jackson, Ragnow, Vitae with Glasgow, right there is a swing guy. Graham's been around a long time, and like you said, maybe the best right tackle in football, or at least in the NFC, in Panay Sewell. You can make arguments for others, but Sewell's coming on. But after that, what if Sewell goes down, knock on wood? What if Decker gets hurt? Uh, uh, what if Ragnow, who's had some toe and leg and knee injuries, goes down? They don't have a lot of depth along the offensive line. I would look for some sort of deal next week when the rosters get cut uh, cut down. Maybe a Julian Okwara on the defense gets traded for a backup O-lineman that they can have some depth. They need that. But you're right. The offense was clicking last year. Like I mentioned, play action. And they feel like they've upgraded a tight end with Sam Laporta, yeah. the second round pick from Iowa. So he, they, they love him. Uh, they feel like they're better there and they feel like they, they got more explosiveness with Gibbs over Swift and even Montgomery out of the backfield as a pass catcher than Jamal Williams. So yeah, sky's the limit for this offense. They were top five last year. Jared Goff just has to stay healthy. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is a nice backup to have as an insurance, uh, uh, you know, policy for golf, for golf. And, it shows that the Lions are going for it, going out and spending $5 million on a backup quarterback, something they usually do not do. But they they feel like with the NFC, with the Eagles and Niners, they feel like they could be that third team, fourth team, and make a little bit of a run. Matt Terry, they're expected the Lions to win the North at plus 140. Do they win the North? I think they should. Yeah, I mean, look, if Jared Goff gets hurt, all bets are off, right? I mean, sure. if, if Aiden Hutchinson and some guys on the defense go down, um, the first two games are not going to be easy. I mean, you got Kansas city on the road with a brand new secondary, having to face Mahomes and Kelsey. And then week two is no slouch. Seattle came into Ford field last night and put up a 40 burger on him uh, last season. So that's not going to be easy either. And the Fox has that game with as their number one team with Burkhardt and, and Greg Olson. So that's a good first two games to find out if your secondary can gel with all the new pieces. And if your offense can do what they did a year ago, but I, this division, Patrick, I'm sorry, I'm not on the Hall of Fields bandwagon like everybody else. Uh, I think we need to pump the brakes on Chicago. Minnesota is <laughs> a mess defensively. And the Packers, yeah. I mean, what is Jordan Love? We don't know. Like Green Bay's team around him, I'm just not so sure of a quarterback that hasn't played in three or four years. 
is the answer yet. Maybe he is, but right now I don't know. So I think the Lions should win the division. And that over-under you have on the screen, nine and a half, I'd probably, uh, I'd probably bang the over a little bit on that. Yeah, they're favored in 12 games on the pre-flop card. So obviously they're probably going to win a game that they're a dog in, and, and you would assume that they're going to lose a game that they're favored in. But if you're betting an over on a nine and a half and you see a minus sign next to 12 of their games before the season even starts, I think that's very positive. Is, is there any wild cards here that maybe we didn't mention? Because this has been, I'll be honest, this might have been the longest segment I've ever done on a Detroit Lions team in my entire professional <laughs> broadcasting career. So I, I feel like you're I'm welcome. running out of steam here. But please, I, I, here's, I, I, I guess we'll close with this. And I kind of alluded to it in my last question. The culture that is in Detroit right now, is it ready to be the hunted culture? Because it, it's a different vibe when you're going into these games every week with a target on your back, like Mahomes does every week. Whereas for years, the lines have been overlooked. It is impossible to say that they are overlooked this year. Well, I mean, the, the culture is really good, and I think they can handle it because they don't have any a-holes in the locker room. I mean, <laughs> think about the locker room just three years ago with Matt Patricia in his last year, and, and Patrick had a field day on his old show just destroying Patricia, and he should have. Uh, Darius Slay was unhappy. Quandre Diggs was unhappy. He shipped guys out. Guys were upset. It was nasty. Right now, everybody, all 53 guys on that roster on Tuesday, they're all on the, on the, on the same page. And the Brad Holmes as general manager, Dan Campbell head coach relationship is very strong. There's, there's no infighting. You got John Dorsey in that front office and Ray Agnew guys that have been general managers or assistant GMs. Everybody's on the same page. It's scary what the culture, how it's going. Now, again, few injuries, few breaks might not go their way like they did a year ago, but they really have a good roster and they really do have a good culture. So Hunter or Hunted, I think they can handle it. And there's some good veterans there like Taylor Decker and mentioned Romeo Quar before Alex Anzalone at middle linebacker. That can kind of make sure that nobody gets too big for their britches. This is not going to end well. The cornbread <laughs> oh, is piping hot. It's piping it hot, is. Matt. The uh, the oven the ovens have been heat, heated up for a while, Patrick. As you remember, man, it gets get you're you're, la- you're going to be lathering in the butter in no time. Come on. <laughs> it's going to be a long cold winter. In Detroit, I hope the Lions deliver. Matt Derry, the best. Locked on Lions podcast. You can check him out at Derry Speaks with just one R. Matt Derry, you're the best. Love you, bro. Thank you. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. 
Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 